Hello, my name is Hall Levin, and you are listening to Little Dragon's Journey. 你好，我叫李静晨，你正在听小龙的旅程。At this point, I've been in quarantine in Taiwan for just a few days. We arrived in Taiwan on Saturday, February six, in the afternoon, between about four and five p.m. After arriving at the Taiwan Taiyuan International Airport, we registered for quarantine, went through customs, and picked up our checked bags. The airport was very empty for a Saturday afternoon, but it honestly makes sense. Taiwan has done such a wonderful job handling the pandemic that not many people are very eager to leave, and Taiwan is also not letting many people enter the country. Despite how tired we all were, in order to get to Gaosheng, we had to take a three-hour to four-hour bus ride from the northern part of Taiwan all the way down to the southern part. Spring, our lovely local coordinator, greeted us at the airport. It was so nice to see a friendly and familiar face、uh, after traveling for so long and so far. <laughs> after a group photo of us weary travelers, we piled onto the bus and headed for the hotel. On the bus, in an effort to adjust the time difference as quickly as possible, I forced myself not to sleep by reading a little and talking to. Uh, you know the other people on the bus, being of course the other、um, students participating in this Nisley program, the other individuals in my cohort. By the time we arrived at the hotel, I was ready to pass out. At that point, I probably hadn't slept for. Over twenty four hours, <laughs> so I was exhausted. Spring, having followed us there, told each of us our hotel room number and told us that as soon as we stepped into our room, we could not leave for another two weeks. So, pretty final. As I walked towards my room, I looked at Kira and Fiona, who. We're staying in rooms on the same floor I was on, and said goodbye. And it honestly felt so weird, because we're all so close, yet so far away. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said, I've ever said who is a part of the Nisley cohort. I'm a part of. I have said where everyone comes from, but I haven't said. Everyone's names. So in total, there are five girls: Kira, Fiona, MJ, Augusta, and I, and five guys: Pierce, Eric, Harold, and Jason. We recently created an Instagram account called at Gaosheng Nine. If you're interested in following our adventures through Instagram, and the nine is not the number nine; it's the word N I N E. Gaosheng is also a bit hard to spell, <laughs> but yeah, our name is Gaosheng Nine. So, obviously, since I'm in a hotel room in Taiwan, I can't make dinner for my family on Monday night as usual. So, I'll share a little bit about the last dinner I made for my family in America. 
as well as my plans for my culinary adventure moving forward. On Monday, February 1st, I decided to make one of my favorite recipes that my family had yet to try, one of my family's favorite recipes, and one new recipe, uh, as well as leftover quinoa and steamed green beans on the side. I feel like it's important to use your leftovers because wasting food is, is no fun. It not only wastes your money, but it also increases the amount of trash in landfills, and we certainly don't need more of that right now. Or at any time, really. So for a delicious protein, I created a warm batch of tea eggs. Since we since we were pretty low on soy sauce, I reboiled the marinade I created the weekend before and submerged a fresh batch of soft-boiled eggs in the marinade on Sunday. Based on the numerous times I've made tea eggs based off of the omnivores cookbook's recipe, I've discovered tea eggs taste the best with a fresh batch of marinade and after marinating for at least three days. However, I was working with what I had to make a still delicious batch of tea eggs. On Monday night, I warmed up the marinade and and the tea eggs because I think warm tea eggs that still have a nice soft yolk taste the best. The yolk, I mean, of course I love the, um, the outer part of the egg, the egg whites, but the yolk is just so creamy, and that's where you really get all the flavor. Because uh, egg whites are nutritious, but honestly don't have a lot of flavor. A lot of the, you know, the really good creaminess and, and flavor come from the yolk. So I would not skip out on the yolks if I were you. For the new recipe... I tried making peanut brown rice milk from a recipe created by Nora Sue Barrelleaf. As I mentioned in Taiwanese YouTubers Part 1, Nora Sue shares mainstream vegan recipes as well as vegan versions of oh, excuse me, of popular Taiwanese treats. When I encountered her peanut brown rice milk recipe, I was honestly very curious because I've heard of almond milk, cashew milk, soy milk, oat milk, but never rice milk. Rice milk isn't something you can really buy at a conventional American grocery store. The ingredients are incredibly simple. Roasted peanuts, brown rice, brown sugar, a little salt, and water. All you have to do is soak the peanuts and brown rice in water in separate bowls for about 8 hours, blend the peanuts and brown rice, and Incorporate the two together and let thicken in, in a saucepan. Once the peanuts and the brown rice are nice and incorporated and thickened and warm, you can add a little sugar uh, to add a bit of sweetness to the peanut brown rice milk. The results when I tried making this recipe, was a slightly sweet peanut buttery drink. I really love the flavor, so after making this peanut brown rice milk on Sunday, I reheated it to share with my family on Monday evening. One thing I will say, though, is that 
I wish our blender was able to more finely blend the peanuts and rice. The texture would have been a lot smoother that way. So I thought that the flavor was really good, but when I made this recipe, I used our standard Ninja blender that doesn't have um, different blades that you can add to it. As in, like, we don't have a blade that would would uh, mince the mince the peanuts and brown rice into into little chunks, or even even finer, like to a paste. So I'd recommend using like a food processor or something with a finer blade, uh, if you prefer a smoother texture. So the final recipe I made was one of my family's all-time favorites. And that recipe was black bean brownies, and still is. (laughs) I've made this black bean brownies recipe from chocolate covered candy many times because my family absolutely loves it. As weird as black bean brownies may sound, don't knock it until you try it. It's a great way to add a little extra fiber to your diet. And it's also really delicious. (laughs) As proof that this recipe is worth trying, this black bean brownie recipe has over 1,500 reviews and is still over 4.9 stars out of 5. So if that's not proof that this recipe is good, I don't know what is. To make these black bean brownies, all you have to do is throw black beans, cocoa powder, oats, salt, maple syrup, olive oil, vanilla extract, and baking powder into a blender and blend. Pour the mixture into a greased or parchment-lined pan and fold in chocolate chips or or chunks of chocolate, whatever you prefer, uh, and throw a few extra on top for good measure. Chocolate is very important and very delicious. (laughs) Cook the brownies for about 15 to 18 minutes and then let cool for about 10. The beauty with these brownies is that since they are completely vegan, You can eat the batter straight up and not worry about undercooking the brownies. If you like extra ooey gooey brownies, go for it. My last Monday meal was perfect. A personal favorite being tea eggs, a family favorite being black bean brownies, and something new, the peanut brown rice milk. So all delicious, homemade, and healthy. Now. Being in this period of transition, I put some serious thought into how I will continue uh, continue my culinary journey or, event- or adventure moving forward. So these are some of my thoughts at the moment. Before the scap year, I was never very big into taking and sharing pictures of the food I make, share, and eat, but I've slowly warmed up to the idea. While in Taiwan, I will try to take pictures of most, if not all, of the meals I have, I already created a folder called Taiwan Tsai, Taiwan Tsai, with the Taiwanese flag on the Photos app on my phone with multiple albums to organize the different types of food I try. I don't aim to share every picture I take, but I will share a few, a few with links to recipes I would like to try that relate to that picture. For example, I already have a couple pictures of Dan Bing, which is like a crepe with egg and sometimes meat or vegetables inside. So I'm going to look for dan bean recipes online, 
share one of the Danbing pictures I've taken with one or a few recipes and post the picture and recipe on the Culinary Adventures tab on my website, which I recently created. Once I move in with my host family, I will certainly try. Um, I will certainly ask to help out with cooking. I would love to learn a recipe or two from my host family and engage in cooking authentic Taiwanese cuisine in Taiwan. I'm also all for sharing some of my favorite recipes with them too. So with that said, uh, how's quarantine cuisine? So far, not bad. <laughs> We're provided three meals a day, around 6.30am to 7am, 12pm to 12.30pm, and 6pm to 6.30pm. Someone knocks on the, our door and leaves a meal from a local restaurant either on a cardboard box outside our door or on the door handle. Sunday and today, I've been served dumping, the egg crepe I mentioned above, for breakfast. They also give us a drink to go along with our breakfast, such as orange juice or sweet tea, but since I'm not big into sugary drinks, I usually opt for some hot tea or just bottled water. Dumping tastes pretty good, but I still prefer a warm bowl of oatmeal and fruit. Overall, traditional Taiwanese breakfasts tend to be a bit more savory than their Western counterparts. Other, I think other Taiwanese breakfasts, traditional breakfasts include um, like congee. It's kind of like a watery rice or rice porridge and you can add, um, you know, meat or vegetables or other sorts of things to it. A few times for breakfast, I've also had tongyu bing, which is translates to like a scallion pancake. I think tongyu bing, honestly, is more is more of a shaochi. But you can also eat it for breakfast. Shaochi is something that you'd buy at like a night market. Anyway, for lunch and dinner, I've been served bento boxes or boxed meals. These are not Japanese bento boxes, but Taiwanese bento boxes, or as I said, boxed meals. Each bento box has a sizable pile of rice, fish, sometimes a tea egg or tofu, and three different vegetable sides, or sometimes two vegetable sides and a side of tofu or tofu or something else. Overall, the box meals are pretty balanced and healthy, but my one complaint is that everything is rather oily. The fish is either fried or just oily, and the cabbage, water, uh, the cabbage, water spinach, and carrots, although pretty tasty, are smothered in oil. I personally prefer fresh, steamed, pickled, and fermented foods because they are rich in flavor and also don't produce that heavy, greasy feeling oily foods chew. But, you know, I, honestly, I'm truly grateful to be here and grateful for every warm meal we're provided. I make sure to say thank you before each meal, even if, even though no one really can hear me. I think it's a good practice so that even when you would prefer something else, 
or prefer something to be a different way, you still express gratitude for the beauty in the reality you're, you're currently in. Because sometimes there are certain things that we, we can't change or don't have as much control over, so we should be grateful for, for what we have at the moment. Just a little word of advice. Word of advice. Please visit holmlevin.wixsite.com slash little dragon journey to access the transcript of this episode. And know you're always welcome to contact me through my website, email, or social media. Thank you for joining Little Dragon's Journey. Bye bye.